Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Launching. Mackey and Judd. We get things rolling with the opening bell. Want to ring the bell? The pitch. Base hit into center field by Tony Walters. Home comes story. Part of third. The Rockies have regained the lead. Two to one in the top of the 13th. Tony Walters with the biggest hit of his career. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, he got him! Scott Oberg strikes out the side. The Rockies are moving on. Just after midnight, the clock has struck 12 on the Chicago Cubs. Manny Hill, I have figured it out. I have figured out what baseball has become. Okay. And I don't mind it. Four hours and 55 minutes, 13 (laughs) innings of glorious sports last night. I didn't go to bed. I was tired as hell. And I said, Mm -hmm. I got to continue to watch it. MLB's playoffs, especially, and when they started this whole wild card thing, I thought, what are you doing? Why? Why are you doing this? It's genius. It is. Baseball has become, and baseball people are going to bristle, and the diehards are going to call me crazy. It's become the National Hockey League. A regular season at which we complain, roll our eyes, don't stay up to watch games, say it's entirely too long. In baseball, you've got pace of play. In in hockey, quite frankly, I think you've got sort of a who cares. And then the who are these these guys? No question, exactly. And then the playoffs start. And when the playoffs start, I didn't hear, I didn't see one tweet last night during that entire game about pace of play, about a five-hour game, about the fact I saw people saying that they were getting tired. I certainly saw that. But I think it's become hockey in the sense that when we turn the page now to to these playoff games, and especially these one-game go-home elimination deals, it's fantastic. That was so much fun last night. Well, And and I will tell you this, on on the pace of play thing, my gripe with like games being too long or pace of play is just when Dusty Baker is making six or seven pitching changes in one inning in a winner-take-all game against the Los Angeles Dodgers a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. And when, um, what's his name? The the Who was the catcher for the, for the, the, the prominent guy, catcher for the Astros last year? Um, why am I... McCann? Bl- yeah. Brian when McCann, McCann kept when going out He to, kept going out to the mound every the Cubs other guy pitch. last year. That Washington, yeah. that marvelous Nats-Cubs playoff game. 
where they went. In fact, I think the rule about trips to the mound was put in solely because if you recall, they brought in a reliever, and I think it was Contreras, went out to the mound every pitch, basically. Yeah. But this was great last and, night. And McCann was Loved doing the same it. thing. McCann was doing the same thing in the World Series last year. He was going up to the yeah. mound every other pitch. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, come on. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff. Like, I don't mind. Like last night, I don't care if the game was five hours. That does, last night doesn't bother me because, well, first of all, I went 13 innings. That, sure. That contributed why it was so long. But also just because of what's on the line and because it, they're just playing. They're just playing baseball, and we're seeing great play after great play after great play that keeps you in it, and it keeps you intrigued, and it keeps you wanting to see how this thing is going to finish. Yes. Like, that to me is spectacular, and that... When you have a situation like last night, I don't care if the game was five hours long because that was great theater last night. What was your thought? Because I I think Phil is going to come in here and vehemently disagree with me. Last night, and there's a lot of fans who hate this. Last night, I absolutely, it's why I love National League rules. I love the chess game. I think it's so much fun, and yeah. I, I get it. I get, I get the, I get the. I do think argument. both leagues. I think one way or the other, both yeah. leagues need to but, have the same rules. And I understand Charlie Blackman gets double switched out. If you're a baseball fan, you're like, there goes a really good player. Uh, Lester was brilliant for six bases loaded, gets pinch hit for by Hayward because the Cubs are desperate to try and score a run. And if you have the DH. Lester obviously could have continued in that game. Yeah. But I thought the theater of that game, and I thought the fact that the Cubs used their entire bench, all of that, is why baseball to me is so much fun. Because it's not just the stars and talent. It's the intrigue of what the hell goofy thing is going to happen next. Because there's no DH, there's double switches, and and if you're the Cubs and it's one zip after six, no matter how good your pitcher's been to that point... You've got to make the decision, do I pinch hit for him here because there's a fighting chance that we're not going to score a run tonight if I don't. Yeah, and and I think, I mean, I, I'm so torn on it, Judd, because I I love the National League rules because, to your point, I, like, I love having to, I love making these managers have to implement even more strategy into the game where you get to a sixth, in, sixth or seventh inning and you got to make a decision if you want to leave your pitcher in there or not in a tight ball game. Or bring in a pinch hitter. But at the same time, the other side of it is like, I don't really want to get rid of the DH because then, you know, the the David Ortiz's and the Edgar Martinez's of the world are, they're not valued as much. Or you have to force them to play into the field and you're thus getting rid of, you're eliminating jobs, so to speak. You're eliminating, you know, a role for a guy on a team who's just a hitter. Uh, as as a DH every day, so I, I'm very torn on it. But I I'm with you though. I do love the National but, League rules. But I, last lo- night, I love that was the so strategy. Much fun. Yeah, I love I, I love the strategy of having to make it make that huge decision that yes. could change everything and how that game finishes in like the sixth or seventh inning. And if that's an American League game last night, Joe Madden has to make decisions, and so does Bud Black. But nothing like that. Nothing like that. There's yeah. nothing. There's yeah, I'm so torn on it. I'm so gonna, torn on it because I do love the DH. The American League, you have to say, okay, you know, let, let's say that uh, Lester had certainly pitched into the seventh and had pitched fantastic, and now he's through eight or nine, and he's at 100 and, let's say, 15, 20 pitches. You've got to decide then, do I take him out because of pitch count? But I just, I thought that actually having to employ strategy and double switches. Here's a big one. 
Tony Walters, the guy, the 170 hitting number three catcher who's behind Drew Butera on the Rockies bench. If you're behind Drew Butera. Who got, <laughs> who got this hit. The pitch. Base hit into center field by Tony Walters. Home comes Story. Par to third. The Rockies have regained the lead. Two to one in the top of the 13th. Tony Walters with the biggest hit of his career. There you go. His last hit. The hit, last part of that highlight right there. Yes. He is yeah. a he he was hitting 170. His last big league hit before last night in the 13th came on September the 10th. And if that's an American League game, guess who gets nowhere near that game because he came in in the 12th on a double switch. Didn't um when the Royals beat the Mets in the World Series in 2015, wasn't it Christian Colon who he was like the backup shortstop. He was like a utility guy or something who came in and got the hit that put them ahead, or he he, he got a hit that broke the game over in game, uh, broke the game open in game five yeah, or something sounds, like that. that like sounds the 12th right. inning or something like that. Yes, that sounds he's, right. He's like a utility guy. He's yes. like not even a starter. Yes. And that's because Ned Yost had to put him in the, he had to get into the game at some point because they're playing at City Field, National League Ballpark in the World Series. And this utility guy gets a big hit in the World Series that helped the Royals win it. I love that stuff, though. It, it's very cool. It and is very cool. There, there's fans, especially in this town with the Twins, as an American League city who think, oh, it's a complete waste of time. They don't like it. I think that stuff's great. I think that, that stuff's great. And the guy, It's great theater. And yes. And the guy I felt worse for last night, probably poor Terrence Gore. Pinch running specialist extraordinaire, right? With mm-hmm. Kansas City and now the Cubs and... Rizzo gets on base. Gore comes in, pinch runs, steals second, scores the tying run, 1-1, and then the poor guy, but it was still fun, mm-hmm. has to stay in the game and takes that uh, crucial leadoff at bat in the 13th, at which point you're that's thinking... that's the other side of it. Yeah. At which point you're thinking, don't swing Terrence, and poor Terrence swings <laughs> and strikes out. But that is all, but this all but that's goes... That's all part of the strategy. Exactly. Yeah. This, this all go, that all goes back to, to what I think is so much fun and in a game like that, if you if you came to me at the start of yesterday and said, Tony Walters, who is he? I would have said, no clue. Yeah. If you had said, okay, this little-known player can play a, a very big role in tonight's game, but it's got to be because of the National League style, I would have said, fantastic. And I would think, have said, that's far more fun. And think about this. If they, I don't, you know, I'm still picking the Brewers to win the National League pennant, but if the Rockies find a way to go all the way to the World Series... That guy's going to be able to tell his kids that, hey, I got a big hit. Kids, grandkids. He's going to be a hero in Colorado. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be able to tell that story for a long, long, long time. Ding, ding. They said rules are rules. Don't stop and stare. Toss that bat 30 feet into the air. Don't flip your bat. Respect the jersey. He didn't earn that right. They called him unprofessional. No celebrating. Keep your head down. Flashy. Immature. Showboat. They said it all. You don't have to do that. Get a little tired of it. It's something you do not do in baseball. <laughs> no more talk. Let the kids play. It's just a new world. 
Kudos to baseball. Yeah. Kudos to, to yes. baseball. That, that 100% agree. That was an ad that uh, debuted for their postseason coverage last night that also, as the narrator is going through the scenarios of what you shouldn't do in baseball, basically shows you guys doing the exact opposite. And baseball finally coming around and realizing if we want to be popular, let's start having fun. Mm-hmm. And so they are now going to attack the unwritten rules, which they probably should have started to do five years ago. Yep. This is this is a great move. This is a fantastic move because the Cubs game last night was partially fun. Contreras walked once or twice and bat flipped it. And you know what? No matter what anybody thinks about, oh, that's that's not how baseball works. If you if you love the sport. And, and you, you want, want people, and you want to bring exactly. in more people, and you want people to be interested in it, and bingo, you yeah. allow you you not only allow the stuff, you embrace the stuff, and if you're a player and you get offended, too damn bad. I give baseball massive props for finally acknowledging the fact that unwritten rules are stupid, and and it shouldn't just be ignored. They should be taken head on, and if guys want to bat flip a walk, if guys want to. If guys want to do things where it's clear that they are are having a great time, especially in the context of a huge game, they should absolutely be allowed to. And last night, at least, is a start. And I'll tell you what, and and what do we just get through talking about at the beginning of this segment? About how you have the comparison with baseball and the NHL, where the regular season is kind of like, yeah, all right, yeah. Then when the playoffs start, you kick it into gear, and everybody's into it, and everybody loves it. Well, if you're baseball and you're going through a regular season, that's kind of blah. And, you know, you're in the middle of July and, you know, people, your your, your team's not very good or whatever. You have things like this. People are going to see that and they're going to be like, hey, you know what? This is fun. Yes. I like this. Yes. This is fun. So even even if you're going through the dog days of summer where things are kind of dull and boring, you get things like that, people will be intrigued and they'll like it. And intensity's fun. Yes. Like, there's not, there's nothing worse now than, than a guy who draws a big walk and he has to gently put his bat down, right? Jog to first base. Act and, like you've been there before. Yes. And, and you know, we we saw that, that here, starting with the uh, Baltimore series, when the Twins opened in Baltimore... And Dozier went off about the kid from the Orioles who had the audacity to bunt when the O's were down by like eight runs. And Dozier went absolutely apoplectic about it. And we all said, this is, you're being stupid. So baseball is smart to look at this and and come to the realization now that the more intensity and if guys want to bat flip or guys want, want to pump their fist or something, they do not deserve to have retaliation by being hit by a bleeping pitch. And you know what? It's it's like I've always said too. If you don't, if you're a pitcher, and you don't want a guy to hit a home run off of you and flip his bat, and guess what? Don't let him hit a home run off of you. No, yeah, oh, exactly. Get him out. Yes. Get him out. Exactly. That's what you're. You know, I get it. You don't want to get shown up, and you're trying to do a job too, and all that. Okay, we'll do your job. Get the guy out. Exactly right. You don't want him flipping a bat, strike him out. It's that simple. Right. And you know? if he does succeed, suck it up. Yeah. Be a man. Yeah. And be, be an adult. Exactly. Deal with it. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Uh, TCL Broadcast Studios, the show is Mackie and Judd. Phil will join the show at 4 o'clock. A scoop with Doogie at 3.30. Until then, it's Zolgad and Manny on 1500 ESPN. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about a... Uh, Potential surprising candidate who might be out there on the managerial market after last night.
Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Gentlemen, to the medicine cabinet. On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd are back. Please, continue. On 1500 ESPN. Quick check on your traffic here in the TCL Broadcast Studios. Uh, 169 northbound, we have a crash that's adding a couple minutes to your commute if you're headed that way. Uh, between 62 and 212 in Edina, that's due to a crash. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Otherwise, everything else moving uh, rather smoothly around the metropolitan area. Don't jinx it. Yeah, I know. As soon as you say that, we'll have three We're going to get to wrecks. the 4 o'clock hour and all hell is going to break loose. Hopefully Six, everybody's okay, though. 62 will bog down or something like that. TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd. Phil joins at uh, 4 o'clock. Doogie with a scoop in about 10 minutes from now. The uh, show right now, Zolgad and Manny Hill. All right. Paul Molitor fired yesterday, sir. <laughs> I uh, I put together a list, and most of these came from uh, John Morosi of MLB.com and Network of external candidates. Um, names, names floated include John McDonald, who works for the Cleveland Indians, and I kid you not, is a... Um, is a team-wide, so not just their big league club, defensive coordinator. That's really his title. Defensive, defensive coordinator. coordinator in baseball. He was wow. the infield. He was the infield guru because he played shortstop. But then um, last winter, they switched his duties to include also outfield and, and catcher. So he is now the he is now the organizational wide defensive coordinator. So we're gonna get like a what, what's gonna be the next one? A, a shift? A defensive shift? Well, we've got analysts, yeah, quality prob- control analysts, probably because quality <laughs> yeah. control, which has been a long time football term as well, came around a couple of years ago. There's quality control yeah. now. What was Chili when 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 Andy Reid first hired Chili with the uh, with the Chiefs? It was like he was like spread game analyst or something. Oh like yes, that. spread yeah. game analyst. Yes, that's exactly right. So baseball's now got defensive coordinators, quality control. Um, so that, that's uh, John McDonald, yeah. the defensive coordinator for the. Indians organization. He's a he is supposedly on their list. Uh, another potential candidate, guy by the name of Jace Tingler. He's thirty seven. He was mm. the outfield coach under Jeff Bannister, who was just fired until a couple winters ago when Thad left, and Levine was evidently replaced by three people. And so, really, Jace Tingler at that point was promoted to an assistant GM. But his name on the uh, John Morosi list as well. So he would be a manager. Yes, but he, and he was, and he was the outfield coach, and now he's become an assistant GM type. Mm. Okay. Brandon Hyde, Cubs bench coach. Okay. Forty four, who went from the Marlins to the Cubs organization. Brad Mills, who we talked about, and I believe was name-dropped by both uh, Stark and Royce as well, 61-year-old Cleveland Indians bench coach. Former Astros manager, yeah. Exactly right. In fact, uh, yep, during his time with Houston, 171 and 274, because they were dreadful during that period. That's not all his fault. And then the internal candidates, Derek Shelton, who was the Twins bench coach, who went from Tampa to the Twins last year, and Jeff Pickler, who joined the organization a couple years ago. Uh, Shelton is 48, Pickler is 42. But that gets us to another name that we both saw last night, I think, emerged mm-hmm. initially. <laughs> and um, and this is not pie in the sky, folks. This is the Athletics' Ken Rosenthal, a very respected MLB beat writer and broadcaster, has an athletic piece today titled, The Cubs Are Out. Will Joe Madden soon follow? Okay, that's curious. I'm going to read you, Manny Hill, a buster-only tweet. 
So so now we've got two of the most respected ball scribes out there. Mm-hmm. So this is once again this is not a this is not a I wonder if the Cubs would do this. This is out there. Buster only tweet from this morning. Most asked question among rival executives in recent weeks. If the Cubs get knocked out early in the National League playoffs, what will happen with Joe Madden? He has wow. one year left on his deal, and Theo Epstein is among the very few baseball ops chiefs with the stature to change with an iconic manager essentially in place. Joe Madden is 64, but I don't give a damn. You don't care. Yeah. If Theo Epstein says, yeah, you know what, Joe? Now, here's the incredible thing. If if they decided to part ways, let me give you Joe Madden record since he was hired in 2015 to manage the Chicago Cubs. 2015, the Cubs finished three games back in the National League Central, but qualified as a wildcard team mm-hmm. at 97 and 65 and made it all the way to the National League Championship Series where they were swept out by the Mets. Yep. 2016, they won the division, 103 and 58. Yeah. And then, of course, what, what happened that year? I they went on to, let's see, win their first World Series since 1918. Yep. Yeah, almost in seven years. years. Yep. Yeah. Okay. 2017, Manny Hill, they again finished in first place. They lost in the National League Championship Series in five games to the Dodgers, but finished 92 and 70. Mm-hmm. And this year, they they had to play game 163 to decide that they, they finished one game back of the Brewers in the National League Central at 95 and 68, and then, of course, lost last night. Cumulative record of Joe Madden in Chicago over the course of four years. 387 victories, 261 defeats in the regular season for a 597 winning percentage. And, and that might not be good enough. Three trips to the National League Championship Series, one National League pennant, one World Series championship, a rather significant World Series championship because it was the first one for the franchise in almost 100 years. Okay. And there's a question of whether or not he's going to be out. Well, n- notice that Buster's tweet used the same term that Stark used with us on the show on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. The term the term iconic or Stark said rock star managers are going by the wayside. That these that executives want someone now that they feel that will work in sync with them, and but I don't. This is I, I know I know. Chad, he won a World Series two years ago. I know. He's been to the playoffs every year that he's been the manager there. He's been the manager there for four years. He's made the playoffs every year. He's winning at a nearly six hundred percent. He won a World Series two years ago. That's what. But my point is, go ahead and this fire him. This is absurdity. Go ahead and fire him. And then tell sure yeah go ahead and fire him and then give I'll take him, him here and then give him a blank check yeah let's let's not forget the terrific job he did in Tampa for all those years got them to a World Series out of nowhere like what and I mean it and, and it sounds like I mean ESPN just put out a story maybe about uh, an hour or so ago it sounds like he's gonna he's gonna be back which I think obviously makes a lot of sense but like why is this even why is this even a conversation right now it's not like they've gone it's not like they've gone rock bottom and they've just completely bottomed out now they're a complete mess you still have the same core you still have Rizzo and Baez and Bryant and sports 2018 is your answer unbelievable like the, the fact that you. this was even a conversation is 
pure absurdity to me. Like blank check. What? Blank check. What? It's like what? Oh, yeah. It, it's just that's that's ridiculous to me. But yeah, go okay. All right, Theo, go ahead and fire him. He's got one year left on his. On a, he signed a five year contract, right? Got one year. Got he's next got year, one left. year left. Yes, he's got. Okay, one year left. go ahead. Go ahead and let him go. Somebody will scoop him up. You think? Somebody will scoop him up. Go right ahead. And the other thing too is, you think if you're Theo Epstein and you and you wanted to and you even considered parting ways with Joe Madden, who are you gonna go get? Who are you gonna go hire? You'll hire somebody, but is that person gonna do a better job? Person might pay more could, attention to your whims, and I'm not being a smartass. Hey, ba- baseball! These guys like these guys like to go into the clubhouse and manager's office I mean, and have their case completely heard. Okay, here's my question though: Have the Cubs become the Yankees now, where they just think they're supposed to win the World Series every year? Yes. You just won one for the first time in damn near a hundred years, the and now you think you're supposed to win it every year. The answer to your question is yes. Clearly, right? Yeah. But it's like, hey, guys, look around. You're not the only ones who are doing a nice job. The Rockies have done a nice job. The Brewers have done a nice job putting their team together. The Dodgers have been hanging around. Yeah. Look over in the American League. You got the Astros. You got the Indians. You got, I mean, the Yankees are going to do what they do. It's not, I mean, you got you to gotta get down and compete. You can't just get mad and, and, and bring up a question of, well, should we part ways with this guy because, oh, we haven't won the World Series in two years. Or there might be behind-the-scenes things. He, he might there not. There might be. These, I'm telling you, this is not the old days. Manny, these guys like to go yeah. in, into the manager's office and the clubhouse, and they like to be heard. Yeah. They don't like to be patted I mean, on the Harbaugh, back and told, we're fine, go away. Jim Harbaugh took the 49ers to the NFC Championship game three years in a row, took him to a Super Bowl, yeah, but almost he just, won it. But he was, um, and, and they were that ready one to be I got done with though. him. Yeah. But, that, but that one I got, but, but that was what a shelf life deal. It, yeah, well, for sure. But what I'm saying is that, to your point, that there there might be behind-the-scenes things that are just like, okay, right. they're not getting along or whatever. But it's like, you're winning, though. You're winning. And you're the you're Cubs. Going, you're the, you're, and you've been the Cubs. You're going to the play. You just won the World Series two years ago. So, Why is this even a conversation? Openings now include the Twins, the Blue Jays, the Rangers. It's all AL jobs, right? Angels and Baltimore today. Buck, it was announced he's not coming back today, correct? Correct, yeah. So I think one, we all two, kind of saw So that five one. jobs. And if I'm not mistaken on Madden, didn't Madden, what, wasn't he Socia's yes, he bench was. coach? When they won the World Series and Socia's out now. Yes, he was. You think you think they wouldn't take Joe Madden out there? Here's my guess on the Twins. Sure, Mike Trout would love that. I'm going Jace Tingler. That's what I'm going for the Twins. Thirty-seven year old, thirty-seven year old guy who was an outfield coach, and then moved in. As I said, one of three guys to replace Thad in Texas as an assistant GM. I'm going Jace Tingler. I still contend. I still contend yeah. that what they said yesterday about we have not cherry picked from Cleveland or Texas before does that not mean something. we're not going to. It means we're going to. <laughs> and I and I think it's very well going to be a and name that we don't know. Yeah, Garvin Alston, right? Because there there was 
there were a couple of pitching coaches who we talked about and were, you know, Basio. We said, oh, they might go get Chris Basio because he's good friends with Paul and they played together with the Brewers and this will make perfect sense. You know, I told it. Garvin Alston, I had never heard of in my life till the day they hired him. I, it's very funny that you say this because I told a buddy of mine a couple of months ago when things were really kind of bad for the Twins and I said, they part ways with Paul after this season. You watch. It's going to be some young guy in his mid to late 30s who either, either works for the Indians or the Rangers, and he's going to be the next guy. Yep. And it'll be it's a guy. It's very funny and, you bring that up because and it's that's be, exactly what I was thinking. And it's got to be a guy ago. we have no clue. Yep. Like Jace Tingler could run me down in his car after I get off work tonight, and I'd be like, <laughs> who was that who just ran me? Hey, it's Jace Tingler. All right, let's uh, take a break from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Mackie and Judd, Phil will join at 4 o'clock. But up next, we get a scoop from our guy Doogie, including plenty on the fallout from yesterday's decision by the Twins to fire Paul Molitor as manager. But Mackie and Judd now continue. Well, here we are again. Yeah. On 1500 ESPN. Hey, yeah, I want a scoop, baby. Scoop, scoop, baby. All right, it's scoop time. Doogie from uh, Downstairs Channel 5 Eyewitness News, of course. Uh, Darren always has the scoops. You can find them. is Scoop Podcast, podcast one, 1500ESPN.com. Uh, Philip will join at 4 o'clock. Okay, sir, let's get to the uh, big news of this week. Paul's firing yesterday. Y- your reaction to it, and when you go through that press conference from Thad and Derek, how much do you buy what they were saying? How much of it was basically PR? And where do you think things stand with this uh, with this organization as they look for a replacement for Paul Molitor? Sure. By the way, happy Hump Day. Good to see you, uh, gentlemen. It's a great Hump Day. All right. My reaction is this. Too hot today, though. I'm not going I, to complain about. I don't the like heat. that. No, it's no. Seventy on degrees outside. Give me fifty. Give Judd, me fifty. It's seventy degrees, and you're Hockey's, complaining. Hockey starts tonight. Give me fifty. Come no, on. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't like plays the humidity. Soccer. I don't like the humidity. In fact, he practices right uh, by your location. Really? My yes. palatial, my palatial estate. Your palatial estate. Well, I did not know we had he soccer. He practices tonight, six thirty until eight under the lights. Yours truly will pick him up. Wait, wait, wait who's, I'll get there at the end of who's practice. Paying that bill. What do you mean who's paying that bill? You're paying that bill. For the lights to be turned on for little kids? Well, it's more than that. (laughs) They have adult rec leagues and all that. But yeah, you're paying it. They just put those lights in. That's why your property taxes are so high in St. Louis Park. I'm not happy with this. Anyway, okay, twins. Anyway, so what I'm getting at first off is as somebody who needs to stand outside, I guess I don't have to, but I like to. I enjoy it just watching him participate. Give me 60 something degrees at 7 30 tonight. Versus 45 degrees. All right, my reaction to the Molly firing. (laughs) Here's where I was mildly surprised. I wasn't convinced, even going back a week or two ago, that Jim Polad would approve the move. But the idea that Thad Levine and Derek Falvey wanted to bring in their own guy, yes, that always made sense. Now, advancing the story, talking to a few people directly involved yesterday. By the way, I did reach out to Molly you know, I said, hey, Paul, wish you all the best. If you're interested in talking, let me know. Molly did say he is laying low for a while, though it sounds like he still wants to coach or manage. And I'm not quite sure he really wants to stay in the organization, but that's another topic. Okay. On Thad and Derek, I get the sense that they wanted to make this move a year ago. They absolutely wanted to make this move a year ago. They sell Brandon Kinsler. Now, we can debate how big of a deal that was. But that rattled the clubhouse at the time. Mm -hmm. All-star closer. Mm -hmm. Now, really, the rest of the year, August, September, he was maybe pitching, what, 20 innings, 25 innings? 
in the grand scheme of things, Brandon Kinsler wasn't going to have a monster impact on the last two months of last season. But that was viewed as we're throwing in the towel. Then they trade Garcia. Molitor finds a way. Correct. Exactly. (laughs) Now, at the time where the Twins were in the standings, I wasn't anti either move. I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. Certainly the front office didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. They found a way. And most years... I don't think they wanted to make the playoffs in retrospect. Oh, I don't think they wanted to either. I think Derek and Thad said, what the hell's going on here? You lost 103 last year. Do some of that again. I (laughs) would agree. Now, most years, 85 wins... Yeah, doesn't right. give you any opportunity to make the playoffs. Right. Last year was weird. It was down, yeah. but they still made the playoffs. It's not like they need to apologize for that. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't fire him after he made the playoffs. You missed the playoffs this year. It was an easy move, right? And they convinced Paul that hey, we want to bring in our own guy. Seventy-eight wins. You know, I think there was some disconnect between some of the Falvey and Levine hires, Pickler, Shelton. Compared to Molly, Guardado, Gene Glenn. I mean, there's no chance that Guardado and Gene Glenn are back. So did Molly not get along with, with them, or is this more coach-on-coach coach disagreements and Paul well, didn't smooth more, it over perfectly? Yeah, I think maybe more so the latter. And it's not like it was hostile. Okay. You know, there just there were some disagreements. But Molly is, I mean, he's as easygoing as there is. He did not offer much resistance to what Dad and Derek were tossing his way. But I'm just telling you. I am convinced they wanted to make this move a year ago. So where do they go from here? Like, what? Are, who are some realistic names that they are going to look at to bring in? Well, I certainly think that Derek Shelton internally will be in the mix, more so than Jeff Pickler. I think they like Pickler, but I would be surprised if they elevated him at this time. I think externally, you can look at Brad Mills. Now, is he too old? He's the Indians bench coach former Astros manager. He is 61 years old, but the word was a year ago. I tweeted this out the other day. The word was a year ago that Falvey thought the world of Mills. I doubt that his opinion has changed on that. Sandy Alomar Jr., first base coach for the Indians. You know, there's some other guys that Thad knows. You know, then there's there's some other people. I mean, I just got an email from an agent who represents a really good minor league manager of a National League team. And he says, hey, my guy is qualified. My guy wants in. He's going through you? Well, he was just he was picking my brain on some stuff. But I think I, like it. I think the job appeals yeah. to many individuals. But well, I would Sandy, certainly look at Shelton and Mills first and foremost. Well, Sandy Alomar has been talked about as being a manager for a couple of years now, right? His name has popped up in whenever teams have had openings before in the last few years. Agree. You know, then you think about, I mean, some of the guys that have experience that are out there now, I don't see Mike Sosha coming here. I don't see Buck Showalter coming here, but there are some big names. Mike Matheny. I don't think any. There are some big names available, but I don't see this front office hiring a big name. They want to hire a guy that they have a lot of control over. Yes. Yep. Which is the new thing. I think the new baseball executive wants to be. Terry always said, "What? I don't go in the clubhouse. I I don't influence things. Let the managers manage. I I put the roster together. Yeah. Well, these guys are in the clubhouse all the time. But 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 I'm saying it's now the exact opposite. It's now I want to be in the clubhouse. I want to be in the manager's office, and I want to be listened to, not just patted on the head and said, "Okay, we you know we've got batting practice now, Derek and Thad get lost." So I think this is a very different, and I don't think that they're unusual here. I think this is now the norm for a lot of these 
new school executives to to want to have a big say right up until game time, basically. Oh, I would agree with that. Yeah, and so they, you know what? I mean, I actually listen. understand it to a degree. I mean, you're yeah, running it. Hey, sure. if you're going to fail, it may as well be your way. Or if you're mm-hmm. going to succeed, it may as well be your way. But yeah, they're in that clubhouse all every the time. game they I go to. They want come out to of that control clubhouse. things. Mm. They absolutely want to control things. All right, Timberwolves. Jimmy Butler is still well. He's still with the franchise. I don't know if he's here or not. What is as the season now approaches quicker and quicker? What is the update on Jimmy Butler and his request to be traded, Dukes? Well, he's still here. I mean, whether he's working out at the Lifetime in Plymouth or over at Mayo Clinic Square, I mean, as of yesterday, he was still here in town. Mm-hmm. Here's what's interesting to me: somebody who knows basketball incredibly well. I was with this individual on what's today, Wednesday, on Monday. Mm-hmm. This individual really doesn't have any sort of allegiance. In this situation, his point was, why is Tibbs, why is Glenn Taylor, why are those two taking so much heat and Jimmy Butler isn't taking really any heat? I agree with this person. Let's go back 15 days. And by the way, Mm -hmm. I trust Tibbs. I actually trust Tibbs when at media day, he said the first time that I heard the actual trade request was when we met in Los Angeles. I'm with Tibbs. Now, there were signs. I was going to say, he ignored the warning signs. I think he ignored That's the warning signs. That's the delinquent signs. husband right well, there. Well, heck, back on May 1st. I didn't know my wife was cheating. Never figured it out. I mean, yeah. there was a car in the driveway every night, but I just figured, what the heck? Sure, so we're debating semantics. <laughs> yes. But even back on May 1st on a Scoop podcast, I reported that Jimmy didn't fly back to Minnesota yeah. after the Game 5 loss to the Rockets. He didn't undergo... You know, an exit physical. I mean, there were signs all well, over the place. And Doogie, you, you were saying at the end of the season that... I mean, you said it yourself, like, from what you've heard, that all is not peachy and, and peachy clean and all is not just kumbaya. Like, there, there's there's a little bit of, there's something there. There so, is. So, okay, so, fine. And you can rip Tibbs for that. He didn't read the signs. And he's always been thinking short-term, not long-term. He is miscast being president of operations and the coach. I get it. I'm not saying not to rip Tibbs. But I do think Butler deserves all sorts of heat. And I just don't know if he's getting it. And here's why he's He's not getting it. He's a selfish, selfish human being who doesn't care about... He doesn't care about his team one bit. Correct. Who do you think is feeding all these reporters? His agent. The information. Bernie Lee! The agent! I said said this when when this story broke. Everyone involved is detestable. Mm -hmm. Everyone. There's no good guy. And you can look back at Jimmy's the end of Jimmy's time in Chicago. Yes. It's the same same sort of thing. Guys not getting along and you know the 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 older guys versus the younger guys stuff. I mean it's 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 basically history repeating itself with him. He's a completely me first person who acts like he cares about his team and he doesn't. Well here, how about this? A coach from a Western Conference team. I was texting with this individual this morning. Just wanted to figure out if his team was interested in Butler, mm-hmm. we discussed it, but I'm not sure if it went anywhere. We all wonder about his personality. Oh, yeah. So, this is what That's people really in point. front offices, yes. among coaching staffs, this is what league people are talking about. And how can they not be? That he is a wild, wild personality. Nobody is denying that Jimmy is an incredible player on the court. And maybe for one year, you can live with it, but. 
Do you really want to pay him five years, one hundred and ninety million? And he's going to break down when he's going to break down. Yeah, so you don't want to pay him down. forty million when he's, he's thirty three years yeah. old. He's going to be thirty. He's going to turn thirty when that new contract starts. And he's a pain in the you know what in the locker room. Yeah. He's a pain in the you know what to deal with. I've, he's got I've, a lot of diva to him. I remember, remember, <laughs> Judd. I, I was in there and I said it a couple of months ago when the whole thing with him and Towns first started to come up was that. You know, I, and I and I cited the thing in Chicago, and it's kind of like it's kind of like Dwight Howard, where yeah. at some point when something starts to repeat itself, you have to start saying, "Okay, is it this person?" Aside from just the team that he's playing on or the environment that he's in, is he part of the problem, or is he part of? Does he need to look in the mirror at some point? Here's what the Wolves should do: out of good faith, they are not finding him. They should find him. Oh, I sent him home too. I'd say get out of town, and we're finding you. You know what? They are 1,700 miles away. They don't get back into town until tomorrow afternoon. So that's fine. If he wants to work out at Mayo Clinic, I'd say Square, I don't want to see fine. you here. I don't want to see you here. Go that's home. fine, too. I, you can I'd sell find, me on that. I'd find him, and I would, I would tell find the world. Him. And I would tell the world. I would take the thing that drives me crazy about Tibbs is have some pride and take control. Embarrass him as much as you possibly can. And make it clear that you're done. Now, the issue that not, you have there is... He's not your player. Does you're it done. ruin your reputation? I'll do that with Jimmy Butler. I, I I will do that because... Moving forward with other players. You know, because here's what he's doing right now. By not doing a thing and by, and by what appears to be holding Butler hostage, but he's still here and not being fined, I think it ruins Tibbs in that locker room because they're like, you got no guts, Tom. I would ruin... I would tell Jimmy, you're going home... I'm finding you, and we will call you when something happens. And until then, you are indefinitely suspended, and I don't want you to call me, and I don't want Bernie to call me. I don't want to hear from your camp. Because I, I think, think that gets respect yeah. in that in that locker room. But sure. the problem right now, is, is, is Tib, and my question is, is Tib still trying to hold out hope that he can convince Jimmy to be like, yeah, I'll stay. I'll stick around. I still and that's, think that they is trade very, him. Yeah, I guess I don't know. That's very problematic if that's his mindset. Yeah, I still think, I mean, maybe he won't be completely on board, but I still think that in the end, and sooner rather than later, that Jimmy does get traded. He has to. But keep in mind, too, the Wolves never wanted the trade leak to get out. That was Bernie Lee. That was the no, Jimmy Butler well, side. Yeah. His camp's not a, They were yes, open with to, to satisfying the request, but they didn't want the story to um, leak. So there's just there's so many things with Bernie, with Jimmy Butler. There's no good guy. I, just, I think that side. There's no good guy. There's no good that guy. That smart basketball person I was talking to on Monday is absolutely right. That Butler deserves. And he's gotten from us. More heat. And he deserves that. Uh, well, quickly, on the trade let's front. Ra- let's wrap here with that, yeah. The Wolves open, what, two weeks, Manny? Is it two weeks from today in San Antonio? Yep, October 17th. Now, maybe I'll end up dying on this hill. But I continue to believe that Jimmy Butler will never, ever wear a Wolves uniform again. Mm -hmm. Now, does that mean he's traded by two weeks from today? I don't know. That remains to be seen. They have the parameters of the deals they can make. Is Miami still kind of the front runner? Yeah. If I had to bet Manny, yes. I think he ends up in Miami. Yes. Not Houston. There's been some recent Houston steam. Josh Richardson's off the table. And as far as I can tell, Bam Adebayo is off the table. I don't know on Justice (laughs) Winslow. That's the one. I'm I'm, I'm, on the Rockets, though. Who are the Rockets? I'm... They got, yeah, it's not, now the Rockets are, they're going to be great again yeah, this yeah, year, yeah. but 
you got Harden and Chris Paul as far as players that I would want in return for Jimmy Butler. And you're not getting it either of those two guys, obviously. Well, I mean, I would so take Capella, they, but you're not getting Capella. And yeah, just, you're not going to get him he either. He just signed, so he can't even be traded until December so like, or something. You can get P.J. Tucker? Is he going to come? Well, <laughs> like, and I haven't even and been I able like to confirm. I like P.J. Tucker, but that's, yeah. that's not enough. Yeah, and the Wolves had some free agent interest in Tucker, but certainly that's not enough. Eric Gordon would be the centerpiece of a Houston offer. Yeah, He's got two years left in his deal. If you could guarantee me that Gordon would play 80 games each year for the next two years. Yep. That's a big question. Mark, yeah, though. maybe I'd have some interest. But he breaks down yep. all the yes, time. He does. Plus, do you really want to move Jimmy to Houston? They would pay him. I could see him yeah, staying there. Yes, no, he's I don't. From the Boy, that'd Houston be a area, huge tax, tax he's still a good for the player. Rockets, though, I don't, no, I don't. Even if I he's don't. a pain in the butt, he's a good player. I don't want to. So then no, Houston turns into a powerhouse, yeah. like Golden State. So if you have although, any although, desire you know what to he could compete do? in the next few years, you can't trade. You know him what he could do? Fracture that team. Nah. He's got frac. He he could. You know what? He could fracture a room. He's got a good relationship, I think, with. Well, him and Mello are buddies, I think. Yeah, exactly my point. And keep going down this and path. And Mello and Mello and Chris Paul are buddies. So I mean I I think yeah. it would be okay there. Here's some I egos think, in I that think, locker room though. Manny, you should talk to Jamal Crawford about Chris Paul. Oh, talk to well, Cole Aldridge. I, I, talk I, to I, others about yeah, Chris Paul. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't Great be surprised. Player, but I wouldn't be surprised. Right, not the easiest guy to play guys, with and get along with. What I'm saying is those guys but because those guys are tight, yep. then it probably wouldn't be too much of an issue. Thank you, sir. All right, take it easy, boys. Thanks, Check out the uh, Scoops podcast with Doogie, podcast one, 1500ESPN.com. Uh, Phil will join at 4 o'clock. Mackie and Judd, TCL Broadcast Studios. People, people, I have an important announcement. Mackie and Judd are back after this brief timeout Whoa. on 1500 ESPN. What is it you're trying to say? Now, back to Mackie and Judd what? on 1500 ESPN. Quick check on your traffic brought to you by the Better Business Bureau, uh, 169 northbound. We still have that crash there. Uh, near uh, seven, It's actually one near 77th uh, Avenue North in Osseo. That's adding about nine minutes to your commute there. And also 94 westbound. Uh, we have a five-minute delay. If you're headed uh, over that way, there's a crash near uh, Creton and Vandalia Street near St. Paul. So be on the lookout for that. Join Better Business Bureau at the Torch Awards for Ethics. BBB's Torch Award embodies Better Business Bureau's mission of advancing trust in the marketplace. 14 businesses will be honored at U.S. Bank Stadium October 24th. Purchase tickets at bbb.org slash Minnesota. All right, man, you got to help me here. Okay. Honest to God. (laughs) Doogie is, and I brought this up, and we talked about this last week. Yep. Doogie is 1,000% right. If Jimmy Butler's not going to practice with you and you're not going to trade him for now... Yeah, find him and send him home. Yes. What, yeah. But what the hell are they doing by not doing that? And, and by the way, Tibbs, if you're worried that you're going to lose credibility and or oomph with agents and players around the league if you treat Jimmy poorly. I can tell you right now, your locker room has no respect for you whatsoever right now. Can you imagine him coming in and barking? I'd say, Tom, tell me this. If I'm Cat, I would say, Tom, I got a question for you. What are you doing to Jimmy Butler right now, who, by the way, is holding out, that gives you any credibility to criticize me whatsoever? Yeah. I'd say take care of that and then get back to me. They need to get this done. But if you don't like my defense, if I'm Cat, I tell him, if you don't like my defense, we'll talk about it. As soon as you walk to your office, call Bernie Lee and say, Jimmy is being sent home. 
He's being, and you know what? That's fine. See, Go see, stay my, in a hotel. But fi- you got to you got to publicly get it out there that you're finding him every day. See, and my my problem with all this too, Judd, is I just don't get that there's a sense of urgency to get this deal done. I just don't get. I, I mean, they need to get this done before they got two weeks before they tip off the regular season in San Antonio. Now, two weeks is is kind of a long time. There's still plenty of time, but I just don't. The fact that there were signs of this all summer and nobody talked about it or anything, why is it all of a sudden they're just going to get this taken care of now in in a week it, or so? It's the fam. It's the family that spent months ignoring all of the warning signs and then said, so like, "Why well, are they, they?" They were just warning signs. We didn't think it happen. Summer, I know, ignoring but, this, but it's too late. So why? I'm so, with you. I'm so with why you. Why are they suddenly just going to be like? Oh yeah, well we got to get this taken care of. So let's let's get her done. Because you've got an owner who has to say we've got one of two choices here. I either trade if you don't like any offer and perhaps they're all terrible, then Jimmy Butler's not going to play. Mm-hmm. He hasn't shown up. He's demanded a trade. He's insubordinate. Suspend him, fine him, and tell him I do not want to hear from you ever again until we call the next time that you will be in contact with us is when we call you to inform you of a trade, and that will be when we decide. And until then, you're fine. And if you want to grieve it, grieve it. We don't. We don't care. We and don't at give some a point, you got to get this move done because yes. you got to start. You got to figure out what this roster is going to look like. You got to get if whoever you trade Jimmy Butler for. You know, you got to get these guys in, whoever it may be. If it's Miami and you end up getting Josh Richardson or something, you want to get Josh Richardson in, well, which but, it sounds like he's off the table, but you, you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah. whatever move you do, you got to get these guys in so that they can help your basketball But isn't team. pride the most important thing here? Like, <laughs> your franchise has no pride right now. You're showing zero pride. Yeah. You're being bullied. You're being bullied by a guy who the head coach thought was his player buddy. Yeah. Is it that difficult to call him up or his agent and say he's take now? Take control, Tibbs. Take control. Yeah, of something. <sighs> TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie joins next. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. So long, losers! On 1500 ESPN. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 1. She was a city girl, but always somewhere else in her head. Somewhere where bison roam, rivers flow, and people get their hiking boots dirty. Like, actually dirty. So one day she fled west and discovered this place of beauty, history, and a delicious taste of adventure. But before she knew it, she was driving away with memories to share and the hopes of returning. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. 